but I married a vegetarian, and so I don't get any meat at home. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 345. We got to get this one quick before nuclear winter starts. Randy, are you ready for it? That's right. We're going to speed talk through the show. Through, am I ready for a nuclear winter? No. Yeah. Ready for the show? It's, uh, might not get this one in before the fallout starts. Are we, ma- are we making jokes about it yet? Are we doing that? We can. That's how we get by. It, right? It's mac- macabre jokes. Humor. I mean, it's not funny for the people that are living through it, but for, uh, Gallows humor, I think it's another way of saying it. Uh, yeah, the I kids don't... even joked about it at dinner. I made a, um, yeah, I made some sort of allusion to nuclear war, and then Max, my son Max, was like, "Yeah, it could happen soon." I'm like, wait, how do you? That's what he said. Yeah, you're uh, you're up with the times, huh? You know what's going on. You're not heading the sand. I guess your civics teacher is keeping you apprised of the situation. Is this why people complain about schools teaching about things that we don't want them to know? Oh, hmm. that's interesting. You know, this is sort of singular for me. I've never, I, I, I was at my parents last week. I'm gonna start here, uh, and uh, for spring it was uh, winter break here in New England, uh, Massachusetts. We call it February vacation. February you can, vacation. The Christmas break is like I don't know. Is that winter break? Yeah, I, I guess it know. is winter break. Spring break is in April. Yeah, that's woo spring break. Um, spring break. Yeah. So I was. Oh, is that my parents? And it was last Thursday, right, when uh, Russia invaded, I guess. I don't, I don't want to politicize this and all. This is not my point, but I don't think that – I don't think there's any other way to say it, right? Um, what are you politicizing? Like, I don't know the right words. Russia invaded. That's, I think that's pretty – that's not politicizing anything, right? That's what no, happened. No, that's, that's fairly that's, clear. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, yeah, yeah I don't want Russian, to like, – Russia sent troops into the Ukraine. I just don't want to fall on – I don't want to get on anybody's bad side here. Un- uninvited? Well, what did you think? What's the alternative? Well, I don't want them to – if I upset them, they may come knock my oh, door Lord. down. In fact, what I, my understanding is through my little <laughs> – Not making you know, more jokes already. That's what I do. Needle's eye of news that I get kind of sprayed at me. Hashtag Twitter. Looking. Yeah, yeah. My understanding, and this is this is likely, seems like it might be likely, prob- probable, I shouldn't say likely, is that the troops – like so the question is like how do you convince troops to do this sort of thing, right? How do you convince – people in general to say hey here's here's some people living next door to us we should just go take over you now, know yeah that's what i've always I've, this is an aspect of war that i've never quite you know it's right well i can understand when there's like there's some people that are already doing bad things let's go stop them like right. that's there that's the that's the subject of every superhero movie right right every movie is like that here's our um that's not true not every movie but how do you convince them and to to do that, and from what I was reading and, and looking at, it's like a lot of these, many if not all, I don't know, of the Russian troops were being told uh, that this would just be an easy kind of just roll in there and they will welcome you and, you know, surrender. And, you know, what is the objective? That's not really your problem, but you're just your job is to roll over there and kind of occupy things and it'll be a a peaceful occupation kind of thing. Uh, that's not how it's going. No. But, I, you know, it's it's interesting. Because they can't, I mean, they're they're the troops. They're the military, right? They're supposed to do what they're told. 
which is a tricky, pretty sticky situation to be in, right? Because if I signed up to serve my country, which I have not done, uh, I don't really get a say in the matter. It's a very different hierarchy than the working world. Well, that's uh, the thing. Well, right? then some of the working world, right? So we're yeah. we're in more of the what you would call knowledge workers. Uh, I suppose some of the labor force is a lot like, hey, go do this exact thing. Okay. You know, not, hey, go do this exact thing. Well, I had a slightly different idea I'd like to pursue. It's like, you're fired. No, it's that you go do this thing. So oh, it's a very strict hierarchy and they, they got to do what they're told. There's no real... Um, there's no opportunity to, to voice your concerns, really. Well, I think what we're – I mean, it's super early into this thing and you already hijacked me. But, uh, you know, we're okay. super early into this thing. But, like, we don't – they don't have to, right? They're going over – a lot of them are just surrendering. Um, I mean, not who? all. Right. A lot of the Russian troops are from, from, you know, like the little bit of information we have and what I've read is some of them are just going over there and, like, oh. surrendering. They're not fighting. They're not doing the things that – Yeah. They're being told. Okay. So I'm sure some are and I'm some are. But yeah, they're finding – they're meeting with much more resistance then. You know what? It's sort of interesting. I don't really want to talk about that side of it because it's like by the end – by the time – literally by the time we drop the show, it, the news is going to be so old. But Something else is going to go but on. But the severity of it, my dad was dad. really, really sort of upset about it. Not like, you know – Yeah, yeah. But he was like, this is – this is to me. To me, he said to me, "This is like nine eleven. Like it was a major world event." And uh, right, I was like, whoa, yeah, uh, yeah. So, well, I don't want to say worse, but could be worse. Yeah, at you, least you can't. How do you from compare a world perspective? From a, yes, right? I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and um, and Europe is like, you know, we talked to that one guy at work today who came back from Berlin a day early. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, one day to him it was that important for him to get back. He's like, I had to get out. We had to get out of there. I don't, I don't, it's not safe. It's, and he's in, he was in Berlin. You would and think he's Russian. Well, <laughs> I know, but, um, well, it's an important detail because, uh, you know, his words. Yeah. I, I think this, much like you mentioned 9 11, but so far, I haven't felt the need. <laughs> I didn't feel it during 9 11 either, but I never felt the need. And to be frank, we, this could have to do with the color of people's skin as well. Like, it's hard to tell Russians apart because they're also white. I had friends, I had Indian friends, I still have Indian friends, uh, who were harassed after 9-11 simply because they were brown. Right. I know. I was right. wondering if, yeah. Um, you know, so there's a lot of ignorance going on there. But... <laughs> So I certainly haven't felt the urge to be mad at the Russians that I know. And I guess I wonder in some way that I didn't even think of that today as I, well, walked around the office and saw the many folks that were either born in Russia or uh, yeah. parents that are speak natively. We were walking few. around the office, like know. waving hello and stuff. And, and I, I'm not even thinking anything of it and hmm. going, you know what? Maybe they need a little more. Um, maybe they're worried about what we're thinking about them. In oh, this moment. Well, that's a good point. I didn't even consider. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe they need a little reassurance to be like, hey, listen, you know, I'm not going to set your motor coach on fire for yeah. this reason. For Again, these are nothing. at least the ones that I think you were talking about are software engineers that have <laughs> that have lived in this country for many, many, many years or not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 So, but I mean, but they're a, hard, they're a harder group to identify and, and unless they start speaking, right? can't judge them by the color of their skin 
Um, yeah, or their nationality, I guess, in this case. But yeah, no, yeah. I'm saying you you can't pick them out from a crowd unless oh, you can recognize oh, a Russian saying. accent. Yeah, right, and, right, right. And you actually yeah. catch them speaking. So, so the the that, but that's interesting. I do wonder how much of that is is already happening. What um, are there are there people outside, you know, wherever in in Europe in the U.S. that are lashing out at Russians? Or I, my feeling is there's a heck of a lot of like, no, this is Putin. Like this is, we don't believe this stuff. We're, just, we're not in favor of this. There's not a, there's not a heck of a lot of like, um, you know, national pride in this moment. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not really, uh, I'm, one, I'm just one man. Yeah. Doing a podcast about dadisms. <laughs> we did have an interesting conversation at dinner. The kids, the kids, uh, have talked about it quite a bit at school. And, uh, I guess the fifth grade teach, fifth graders that my, um, my wife, the class my wife works in, they're all going to write letters to the Ukrainian embassy, uh, or to the Ukrainian, I don't know, somewhere to Ukraine <laughs> to show that their support. So, uh, I was, I was interesting. And then, of course, you know, my son comes out and he says, yeah, Boston's like, uh, one of the, like the number one, Nuclear target. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Great. What? <laughs> what? Don't tell me those I, things. I, I know. I was like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. I would not expect them to come to Boston, but yeah. I don't know. I, he didn't Get really to the bunkers, it. kids. Yeah. Right, man. And here, know. you know, we make fun of all these doomsday preppers, and maybe they were right the whole time. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think they were, and I don't think, like, that's not the way to live your life, afraid of all the time and ready to. Should we just pivot the show? No. Okay, what's your uh, <laughs> what's what, my what? strategy? Yeah, where's where's your exit? Do you have your go your go bag ready? No, no to talk the, about this is like re, you realize charged up how ridiculously screwed you are, how fast you would be screwed. I think, right? Yeah, like we've listened to some of these books, but let's just say, let's just let's say. just say, like all of a sudden there was no grocery store. Right, you take one thing away: electricity, oh, internet, sure. grocery store, water. Like maybe water, I could survive. I could, I'd be able to like melt some snow and boil some stuff. Like I, I'd be able to deal with that for a short period of time, just because we have snow. <laughs> and right. I know like, where well, some I water is, like, but yeah, just yeah. go camping. Just feel like you're, if you've ever gone camping. But I don't know how long it would be till I'm sick, right? And then what? Bit. You know. Not so it, it, we are not uh, the frontier people. <laughs> no, no <laughs> right? Well, certainly not. You take the grocery Although store I, away. I'm not eating meat anytime soon. No. I don't know. And then there's a lot of people around who'd be fighting for the same resources. Oh, right. right? Yeah. I mean, I've got a, a bow and arrow in my shed that I'm pretty accurate with. But could I wander off into the woods and uh, kill me some dinner? <laughs> Jeez, take know. me the better part of the day and my fingers will get cold. <laughs> and then how am I going to get that thing home? Carry it? Yeah. Like, and someone else is going to fight me for it on the way after I kill it. And then my kids don't eat meat, so they're they're screwed. That's going to change real fast. They'll get hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if we're talking global, you know, talking global nuclear strikes here, we're, that's that's it. Say goodbye. Yeah. I we should have already colon- – this is a reason to colonize Mars. And that was the joke I brought up at dinner. Because I said we're <laughs> – because we were reading one of the kids' magazines that was about uh, colonizing. They had an article on colonizing Mars. <laughs> I'm like, we really got to get started on this. Because we're going to destroy this planet. We need to move into another one. And my wife's like, aren't we just going to destroy that planet? I'm like, yeah, but it's harder to do at the same time. You see? <laughs> like, <laughs> the whole point of being in many places at once is that when we 
we may destroy this one slowly, but if we destroy it quickly, then humans are gone. Yeah. So, so we need humans in other places. We need to throw some humans on a ship, many ships, and send them in all directions. But that's a lot of directions to cover, right? We need to send some humans to Mars. Uh, in fact, Professor Musk's uh, terse solution for making it more habitable in the short term just happens to be dropping some nukes on the poles to warm it up. So it's a quick way. You can... You can... <laughs> Uh, to, get, to make Mars more habitable, to warm it up a bit, the quickest and easiest way is just to, just to throw some nukes at it. But doesn't like then, then we wait a little while? Want to be all radio like radioactive and inhabitable? <laughs> Only in like, those areas. Yeah, is this really what they're saying? Well, that's this. This is the guy we're talking about here. Wait, which they guy? Are Musk. Wait, this is his thing. Your boy. My yeah. boy. Yeah, but my boy is giving internet to uh do you see that yeah. that that's kind of a cool yeah, thing if, if that works. Like but I don't really understand but how didn't all those satellites crash? Oh <laughs> I, a lot of them did, I guess, but then um I guess within forty eight hours he got Starlink set up over there, which I don't understand. Like did he are they kiosks or are they like does it get to people's houses or is it like we gotta go to the town know. center to get yeah. onto the You're gonna hand them out? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. And then, I don't know. Make it, well, <laughs> I don't know, man. This stuff is all so weird. And the internet is just makes it all. So, and then my son was watching, uh, videos and stuff. And I'm like, you gotta watch careful what you end up watching. Cause, you know, I was watching one video today on Twitter and it was like, you know, 90 second video or whatever. And it ended showing a dead soldier, like a dead, like a body. And I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this is not, you know, and, it was kind of like grainy, but like this stuff, I'm sure there's high def video out there of, you know, people getting our bodies and stuff. I mean, they're everywhere. It's awful, right? So I was just like, this is a war and it's awful. I wasn't telling him not to look at it, but like, yeah, you know. So I think we need to be aware. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those things, right? Because, of course, last week you and I were both uh, off vacationing and skiing and we were discussing this as the adults on the trip where our my number one problem last week was like, what do we do about the weather? It's not going <laughs> to snow at the exact time that I want. Oh, you know, I know. My, the thing that was bringing me the most strife was like, okay, when is this rain going to hit? Is it going to happen at night or during the day? And what's the temperature going to be like? And then Friday we were supposed to get snow. I'm like, oh, it better start early in the morning to cover up that icy base. Give us some ideal conditions, right? It was absurd. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty absurd. And... um you know, and then one of the parents was raging because the kids forgot a couple of things and the house was a two and a half minute drive from the mountain. <laughs> and they didn't want to go back and get it. And the kids need to learn their lesson and it's ruined the I'm like, Okay, wow. This is, you know, there's war going on, but all right. Hmm. That, that can be, that can be the problem at the moment. Um, we're still trying to make the most of it though, because he got it. You can't um right that is your man there's always somebody having a problem we know right. this and it doesn't doesn't mean you shouldn't think about them just because it's relative to somebody else's problem which is much different or worse or insignificant long term doesn't mean the thing you're facing right this second doesn't like you know I honestly don't have answers for these we've talked about it a bunch of times I don't know and we we've talked about this not to put you on the spot but in terms of your uh, beliefs as well you know, what's uh, is one person is one person worth more than another 
person. Oh boy, gee, right? <laughs> Gosh, what? <laughs> Which one of your kids? No, I'm serious. Like, um, in the sense that if I were a better person, or if I could be a better person. Shouldn't I be giving more away? And then how much more should I give away before it makes it more difficult for me to give things away? And then that's a real challenge. And then what am I doing for my own kids? Like if I give so much away that they can't have these experiences to appreciate things. There's so many ways to spin it, right? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I could, I, I, what I do is I waffle back and forth. Sometimes I feel generous and I give away a bunch, and then other times I feel super selfish and I buy myself a new camera. Right? Huh. Did you? And my wife's like, "What do you need a new camera yeah. for? Doesn't your camera work fine?" I'm like, yeah, "Of course it works. Quit, quit shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I can sell that That's camera. Not the point. Yeah, it's not the newer one is more awesome. I mean, isn't that obvious? Like, jeez. Hmm. So, and for what? Why do I need a new camera? Because I want to take pictures of the track meets in the spring when the kids are doing track. Because my son is the, uh, you know, star of the team. No, absolutely not. He's probably going to come in last. But I like taking pictures. It gives me something to do. Um, could I not buy that camera and send all that money to some refugees in the Ukraine? Yeah, Jeez. you could. Why do you got to put me on the spot like that? <laughs> <laughs> could say that about so many things. Yeah. Mm. I guess the State of the Union was tonight. I guess I got that wrong. <laughs> was it tonight? I thought it was tomorrow. I don't know. It's, like it's tonight. Oh. I read a headline that basically said uh, COVID is over. Oh, yeah. Co- so. Oh, yeah. What was COVID? Remind me. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> right, so our, our limit on pandemics is essentially... Uh, not quite for you guys. You guys are still wearing masks, aren't they? Two years. Well, that's only because the school board meeting bah, is tomorrow night. Bah, sheep. <laughs> oh yeah, people are posting right away. <sighs> Everyone else is done. It's it's literally only because they have to vote on the policy. Yeah, well, that's because kinda... the school policy overrides the state policy or whatever. <laughs> board of Health, and, and so this is the final. The school board meeting is tomorrow night, and trust me, if every other town does something, they will do the same. There's no way they're going to stand up and be this <laughs> outlier. They won't do it. Yeah. They won't do it. No one wants to be that. Uh, no one wants to do that. They all they all did the same for remote school and stuff. They waited for one town to decide, like the and, and they and they used them as the example. Hey, we're gonna do it. We're gonna model ourselves after them because they decided. It's like that was, but they could have made the worst decision. No one had any evidence that it was a good decision, but it was a decision. Yeah. So it was easy to be like, let's model our decision after well, their decision. <laughs> But isn't that how this all of this started? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's literally how all of the pandemic response. Somebody said, oh, there was fomites on a desk, and now everybody's leaving their groceries outside for two weeks. <laughs> like, it my favorite anecdote was the uh, – yeah, oh, yeah. My neighbor used to sanitize their groceries, too. They'd leave their – they get their groceries delivered, which I think they still do. Absurd. <laughs> and – They'd 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 quarantine them outside on the porch for like a day. I don't know how long they were leaving. They were leaving them out there for a while. It was kind of nuts. Um, <laughs> we should, don't you I, remember? Don't you remember the person on in in you know in your town Facebook group that was worried? I don't know if this was real or not, or if we made it up. But oh, no. they were worried about someone hiking outdoors and touching a tree. 
Oh, I think there was a tree post, yeah. What if someone touches that tree and then someone comes along later and touches that same tree? I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and I I got yelled at for not wearing a mask when I was outside in the oh, woods. Yeah, I got yelled at. Right, yeah. We used to talk about people wearing masks while they were running. Yeah. And people would, oh. ju- like, t- walk 10 feet up through de- like knee-deep poison ivy to get yeah. away from you as to you get away from down you. the trail. I'm just- <laughs> to get away from you. To avoid that uh, split-second crossing mm. of potential shared air <sighs> this, i don't want to keep belabor making fun of this like mockery of i don't know this was only well you know a year and a half ago too it's still... i do think it should spur some innovation spur some did i say innovation innovation yeah innovation and i looked it up i started thinking of this idea i'm like you know what because because i was talking with my doctor friend there and as as they rip their masks off, make like, you guys are cool with this. They're like, well, there is there are no cases around here. What? There's nothing to be worried about. Like, <laughs> that, no that one was, here is. Yeah. Yes, that was what I was saying at the very beginning of this. People yeah. are like, I can't <laughs> see anybody else. I'm like, there's it has to be a case first before. Yes. It has to be something. But the problem to is we, we reacted too slowly. So, I, in, in on the one hand, I was in favor. I was in favor of masking because I didn't think our reaction time was quick enough. Yeah. To say we couldn't discover the cases before we had already spread so much. So I think the answer for this and many other things is more technology to be like, you know, if we could make some low cost detectors and they have these things, they have these machines that will literally detect virus in the air. Uh, why is this technology out of reach? Out of reach? Like this is something. So I, I heckle my kids about it, right? This is, this is, this is going to be one of your future jobs. You become a scientist, whatever, you're going to be making uh, machines that sit in the supermarket vestibule. So when people walk in the store, <laughs> just a giant they, alarm goes off. Yeah. As they exhale, they'll be like, this guy has the flu, right? And they'll be like, <laughs> put this mask on, you know, <laughs> put on your shame mask if you want to come shopping. Because um, why not? Right. If you if you walked into a store and this alarm went off and said, like, you're carrying, you just breathed out some virus, right? I'd be like, oh, okay, throw on my N95. No big deal. Finish shopping. Not burn that guy at the stake, but hey, <laughs> let's protect everyone else. And if you knew it, right? If you were, hey, I know it. I know I'm sick. Oh, now I can I can proactively go to the doctor or, or go whatever, take some vitamin C. Hopefully we'd have some hmm. remedies for things by that time. But that's what we need is faster results. We need instantaneous we need Oh, yeah. So, like, how does that work? Like, why not just do it, like, in your house before you leave the house every day? You have to, like... No, that's pain. No one wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. What, like, self-test every day and wait for the little... No, I mean, the thing is on your door. Oh, yeah, the monitor. Yeah, if they got cheap enough, right? Yeah, Yeah, you'd have them in your house. You'd have them everywhere. You'd have, like, an air detector system But then what happens if you get exposed to it between your... This is the whole thing. Like, I don't know how this all... We've already decided outdoors doesn't matter. But okay. if you get it, if you if you get exposed to it somewhere else where there isn't a detector, well, that it's still it's quicker than it's quicker than not knowing. You walk into your house and it's like, hey, mm. you've got COVID. <sighs> oh my goodness! When, how did that happen? Well, I don't you've know. Been exposed to COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like you've got it. You're emitting enough of it that I can detect it. Ah oh, man, this is some bizarre stuff. It'd, it'd be amazing. What do you mean? Super technology? I guess, but. Uh, I don't know. Everything be like all this you stuff act, makes you me uncomfortable. Have... Oh, you, know, you think it's like more invasion of privacy stuff? A little bit. Just yeah, scanning everybody as they walk into a every well, store. Well, it doesn't even have to be really individual. It's just kind of like someone just walked in with 
Um, you know, doesn't have to, it may not even be fast enough. Well, this changes over time, right? But how would you not want that? How would you not want to know? Well, be amazing. I guess, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you kind of would want to, but it's also like, uh, it's like a metal detector. Yeah. Hey, I don't want to know. You can't tell me I can't carry a gun onto this plane. It's like, yeah, what? (laughs) Same thing. I see some metal detector. But if you're carrying a gun on a plane, yeah, it's intent. I don't know. This is it's not obviously it's not intentional that you're not going into the supermarket to get people sick. That's why it's even better because you, you don't have bad intentions. So they'd welcome you and say, "Welcome, but here, put this mask on," because you know, because um, why wouldn't you? They wouldn't kick, and, and that'd be the beautiful part, right? It'd become more accepted that you wouldn't. They wouldn't have to kick you out of the store and be like, "Don't come back, you're." You're tainted. Uh, you just throw on a mask, right? You're like, oh man, I gotta go home and. Well, let's make it. Let's make it work. How, uh, you gotta make this work, and then protect me. I just did. I know. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of problems. That's here. the beautiful part: is you can carry on business as usual. You know, enjoying life, and knowing that no one around you is is spitting germs in your face until that alarm goes off. Mm. Right. Yeah. You think we'll see something Jeez, like that in our lifetime? I well, they already exist. What do you mean they <laughs> they're exist? They're just super they're just super expensive. They make oh. these detectors already, like No, but I mean do you think, just need yeah, to get, okay, but do you think we'll see something like un, like you think what you're asking for will be implemented in our lifetime before like you grow the go in the grocery store and Yeah, well, yeah, I do think so. I think they would go into hospitals first. Okay. Obviously, hospitals go at it from kind of a different direction. Like a lot of times we've been over this. Yeah, you know, surgeons are wearing masks to keep germs from going inside you while they're cutting you open. Yeah. Uh, anyway, whatever. I do. I think it's a possibility. I think it's a it's a field that people could explore. I think there's definitely some money making in it. Uh, but who would pay? Hmm. The store pay? Would the Why would they care? Be like, whatever. People come and buy groceries, they leave. No big deal. We make money either way. Would the hospital pay? Would it be like a government thing? That's the key, government contracts, right? Yeah. They make some kind of policy that says every every public building, every space where people go in has to have one of these detectors. Boom! I'm rich. Patented. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. If you're the, if you're the inventor of the thing or the... Yeah. How do you know if... <sighs> It's got to be pretty precise, right? What if two people walk in next to each other and it goes off? To no, the they both wear masks. All right, all right. <laughs> well, you could kind of go back out and in again, you know? Oh, gosh. Like, oh, whoops. Yeah, we caught like three of you. Somebody's got it. I mean, one at a time, run a little vest. You know, sometimes in those vestibules, they got the air blasting like crazy. I don't understand those situations. Oh, yeah. I, do, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Cycle out. Cycle. One at a time. No big deal. Um... Yes, what's new with the kids? Um, what is new with the kids? Let's see. We went skiing a couple times last weekend. That was fun. Talked about that. Yeah, we had some crazy weather. Um, I don't know, man. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, crazy weather. Dad stuff. It was like part of the week. Fifty, sixty degrees on. Was it Wednesday? Wednesday. There were a bunch of kids. They were probably like you know freshmen, sophomore, high school kids that went shirtless (laughs) skiing. Skiing shirtless. Oh, great. So they had their uh they had 
one of them had like a backpack and it was clear like the other kids kind of gave them all that. I mean, it was, it was too cold to be shirtless. That was for sure. Yeah. Uh, they had snow pants on. They had like their helmets on and everything. No shirt. They're nuts. The kids though. They're like, yeah, you know, it's, they, like, are you yeah. cold? No. I'm like, how you can't, how can you not? <laughs> They're lying. Um, yeah, they just kind of, they just kind of punch through it. And they're getting, they're going to be very, this is boring, but the three, so we had at least kind of groups of three, so three boys that are around seventh, eighth grade, two seventh graders, one at my son's the eighth grader, uh, and three girls that were skiing together that are reversed, one fourth grader and two fifth graders. Hmm. And they would ski in their little groups and I caught up with them to kind of do some filming for my vacation video. That yeah, I was yeah. And, uh, the boys go crazy fast. Oh and, my gosh, yes. And it's like it's like unnecessarily fast where they're just kind of they're treating the people and I remember the feeling, right? They're treating the people around them as like little obstacles. And you know, I just I had to I kind of I didn't get mad at them, but I had to stop and talk to them like, "Look, you're going down one of these trails that's literally labeled as like a family trail, but it's super fun cuz it's all windy. You can't go 900 million miles an hour." Over a blind hill, like over the top of this ridge that you're having fun jumping off of because there's like a toddler on the other side. Right. (laughs) And you don't know that until you get there. You just, you can't do it. There literally is no exception. You see a family up ahead and you see people that are going at a much lower rate of speed. You have to slow down because while you think you're just going to cut towards the trees and and split that gap, you have no idea. They're going to just they're going to cut back and they're going to swerve towards the trees and they're never going to cut back the other way again. They're going to close that gap right as you get there and you're going to smash into them going 30 miles an hour. They had to been doing, I don't know, because I, you know, I track my speeds and stuff, right? So I track all my skiing. They were easily going like 40 miles an hour at some point, (laughs) right? Because I was, I think my max speed was up there like 35-ish kind of thing. And when you're on the snow, that's, it's pretty fast. Oh, like you yeah. got to go out of your way to get there. Yeah. And they were just cruising over everything in, in, in like a line of three. And they're not all the same skill set either. So one of them was not really in control. Hmm. But they were bent on following each other like tip to tail. I'm like, this is – you guys are insane. That's you crazy. Have, you have the walkie-talkies. <laughs> you don't need to be that <laughs> close together. Like if you get lost, just call each other. Yeah. It, was just, it was very strange. Yeah, um, my my same thing. I was when I went the kids, and they, and then my son would be like, "Oh, I hit, you know, I don't know how fast he. I don't think he ever got going that fast, like forty miles an hour. But hmm. you know, he's like one time, you know, when I was with Nathaniel, he got hit. He hit forty seven miles an hour. I'm like, what? That's insane. Forty seven miles like, an hour. That's yeah. not, they were when they went, they were different mile, and it was all icy. I'm like, yeah, how in the heck? I don't even, you know, it's so no, it's dangerous. Yeah. yeah, it's so dangerous. Yeah. I mean, when you when you can't, you gotta you gotta pull through a corner, and if you slip out, you're going yeah. straight into the trees at forty uh, miles. Yeah, that's like, just you're not slowing down much. Yeah. Um, and bones don't withstand twenty miles an hour, no. let alone forty. No, they do not. Yeah, as I know from. So that was fun. Oh, and then the other interesting thing that happened was in the middle. So we took a day off on Thursday. 
because that was the cold day. Oh, my microphone's really far away, and I didn't realize. That was the day, like, it rained and got warm going into Wednesday. Yeah. And so Thursday we said, the snow's going to be terrible because I'm going to move my mic around a little bit because I'm very far away. Fix it. I know. I'll do the thing. So Thursday we decided um, to take a day off because we figured that it would just be icy, and it was. Other people told us. And we went to this farm. So one of the adults was like, I used to go to this farm as a kid. It's great. It's such great memories. So we went to this farm in Vermont. And it's like, you know, you look you look around, you take a tour, you look at how they used to do old things, which was fascinating too. The kids were super bored as usual, but the adults were really looking. And I was trying to explain to the kids, like, look at these tools. Look at, look at their life. Look at their schedule. Wake up in the morning. Milk the cows, plow the field, <laughs> shear a sheep or something, like feed the horses. And, and that's it. Just like dawn to dusk because they can't see. They don't have lights, right? They, like, they, go, they wake up at the sunrise. You know, yeah. and everything they have, it's, it's, and you can see sort of very clearly how, um, just how things grew, right? So they start out with a farm and then they realize they can make maple syrup. And it's like, why, why would they do that? Why would they make this big area where they made tons and tons and tons of maple syrup? Because well, it was delicious and people liked it. So people liked it so they could sell it. And why, why would they sell it? Because they could, then they get money so they can buy themselves nice things. And they get more efficient at making the maple syrup because they have all these trees and they have the system down and everything. So people stop doing these jack of all trades things right they don't just they don't just grow all their own food because you can't grow every piece of food you can't like have a cow for milk and grow some vegetables and do this and do that and have a nice mix of everything you get good at one thing you know you have a dairy farm you have uh, um you get good at making maple syrup you sort of switch things seasonally and you sell those things for the people that are doing the other things that you need uh, this is probably obvious to everyone in yeah. like an economics class or whatever but <laughs> it's it you can see it up close when you look at these the history in these museums and the tools they would come with they have these like horse treadmills it's hilarious they built these big treadmills that the horse would walk on to power the equipment um but the interesting thing that happened of course was we they have animals there because it's a it's a working farm mm-hmm. and then we went in and saw the baby the baby cows and everyone was snuggling with the baby cows and they would eat your mittens <laughs> and stuff and then in the next room were, were the actual dairy cows did you call them uh, like oh these are veals yeah well and these are <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah there was a little bit of that um, oh man that's awful veals, yeah the actual you know. dairy cows yeah. <laughs> and the dairy cows were, there was probably, I have a picture. There's probably one, two, three, four, five, six, ten, maybe 30 of them. Um, and they were, they were in a space <sighs> about the length of the cow. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, chained to a railing. And in front of their face was a perpetual pile of hay. They just, you know, they get more hay that they eat because that's all they eat, right? They just eat hay. Uh, and somehow they turn that into milk and, you know, their babies are taken away from them. So they, they're inseminated. They're made pregnant by some other bull who doesn't actually get to do any of that business. Oh, thing. All right. Yes. And we all know. That, how that. And then, so they, they stand in this one spot. Spoiler so this is what's alert, interesting. Right? 
So right, <laughs> when, a, when a mommy cow loves a daddy. Oh cow, boy! <laughs> one of the adults says, "So do they? You know, when do they get to go outside?" <laughs> and the museum curator slash farm woman, the very straight face, said, "Oh no, they don't go outside." And she's like, "What do you mean?" That she's like, "They. This is where they are for the whole winter." 24-7. She's like, they get to go out a little bit in the summer, but for nine months out of the year, basically, they are chained to this one spot where they literally cannot move. They can stand up to poop, essentially, which is what they would do. Yeah. They would stand up to poop. Some of them would just not get up to poop. And they were chained in such a specific spot that they actually they had this like conveyor belt under their butts that wasn't even very wide. Ugh. To help them haul all the poop away. And it was like, you know, if you stood there for a few minutes, it was just this procession of cows pooping, which is like, it's gross. This is so gross. <laughs> this is so gross. Um, and that was it. That was their whole life. And I think we may, we had to talk about it afterwards and it was making the kids all sad. And I'm like, you yeah. stop, you're whining, right? You need to face facts here, lady. If you're going <laughs> to. You're going to want to chug that glass of milk and have your ice cream, which everyone dug into later, of course, and have a giant steak. Then you got to face facts. Like, this is what we do. These animals are here to serve us. You want to tell yourself they're happy as can be. Maybe. Maybe they're happy. Who knows? They do seem to... She did explain that they like... Because we asked all kinds of follow-up questions about, you know, do you rotate them to get to see new friends next to them? And apparently they get pissed. Like, they kind of establish a bond with their with their neighbors really and so if you switch them around and you put like a different neighbor next to them sometimes they get super pissed because <laughs> they don't like each other or whatever it's just like a new cow they oh hate. no kidding who knew um, so they can you know they got a friend that's like they can look to their left look to their right except for the one that's on the very end you know they're stuck at the edge of the couch yeah. um huh so we may or may not have made a few and those weren't even the beef cows right those were the dairy cows we may have made a few not vegetarians, because I think this is an important detail. You don't have to be on or off with this stuff. Beef, beef cattle, dairy cattle. My understanding is that the the emissions from these cattle, the water oh, it takes to feed them, and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Is more um, greenhouse gases than all of transportation combined. Wait, cars, boats, planes, everything. For how many cows? For all the cows versus all, all the, the transportation? Yeah. All the cows that we raise for, I don't know if it included dairy, but for let's just say for beef and dairy Yeah, in the world, their emissions, mostly the methane they fart out. Right, right. But I, but I also learned they started feeding them seaweed, which changes, reduces the amount of methane they produce. Okay. There you go. Just have to keep them in so the water. So that's one solution. Yeah. Just more towels. The point, the point, owls. You gotta dry them the off point. after they go get the seaweed. <laughs> yeah, they have to, have to, <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why they have the sheep. <laughs> to, um. Now I just think sheep. The point is, all soaking you don't have to. Shrinking because the wool shrinks. Because <laughs> some of them, they apparently they only shear them once a year. Well, oh, I know, and it's like it's like tens of pounds it's covering, it's like their, covering body their eyes. Weight. Yeah, they can't see at all. They're like, no, no, I can't shear you yet. <laughs> um, 
you you can you don't have to go all or nothing, right? You can be a less meat eater. I mean, I'm a less meat eater. I used to eat a ton of meat, but I married a vegetarian, and so I don't get any meat at home. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah. Sorry, I gotta write that down. All right, and so I just get to that when we have like work meat and stuff. So I'm a less I'm a less a meatitarian or whatever you call it. Omnivore, carnivore, uh, carnivore, which which you could do. You know, you could choose to cut back, and if you cut yeah. back, if you cut in half, I mean, that's a huge impact. If you eat less beef, of course, the other part of the discussion the adults were having, and I'm just usurping the whole show here. It's fine. fine. Is is there a moral dilemma with the cow as a species because they really wouldn't exist without us? They're domesticated. So if we oh. stopped eating beef and dairy, they would be gone. There would be no more cows. Wait, what? Right. I mean, they would die off. There's nothing. What do you mean? Why would they just... die off? Why can't they reproduce on their own? No, they're idiots. We've domesticated them. Get out of here. This is not true. We didn't breed cow. I mean, I know we breed cows, uh, but we didn't yes, like we most invent did. the cow. No, they were, but like wild cows are a very different species. Oh. oh I think okay, they have a fine. different name that I'm not even remembering. Bison? I mean, they. <laughs> yeah, bison. Uh,. <laughs> Oh, wait, I want, that's a good point. Is, are there wild cows? Are there wild cows? How does it know? I didn't, there are no wild cows anymore. <laughs> this is actually a fairly, like, I didn't even get through wild and it was already finishing up to ca- getting through cows. Because it's listening. The son of a, all the domestic cows on earth are descended from a single species of wild cow called Boss Prime, Primigenius. The wild cow is now referred to as the aurochs or sometimes the urus there are no more wild cows and this is his 1990 no. <laughs> this article is in, from 1994 we we're playing god is what we're doing wow oh man this is getting deep right? now no more wild this is, cows. this is swiss family robinson just on a global scale right we're doing what we want just so we can have ice cream I mean, ice cream is pretty much worth it. Ice cream's pretty delicious. And that's the problem. There was, I think I saw part of a TED talk about this. They were like, you know, you can eat less meat. And the guy that's, that's talking about this on stage was like, the meat's pretty damn delicious. (laughs) You know, we have this more cognitive dissonance, right? It's like, oh man, I really should cut back, but life would be so boring if I didn't slaughter that cow and eat it. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So a lot of I'm discussions sure came out of that. This, but the cow thing. Like, I like no. hamburgers and cheeseburgers, and I need cows for both. And well, cream. and the depressing part was really like, this was a museum farm, mm. and people come through there and get to see everything. So you got to imagine that the conditions there are... Oh, yeah, that part's true, right. Decent? Yeah. And perhaps the other dairy farms don't treat their cattle so well? I don't know. Yeah, like the one, the one that's right here, the uh, Great Brook Farm that we've we've done the little tour there, and uh, it's pretty amazing how um, the cows there. At least when we went, they said the cows are all they wander around, kind of whatever in their pen, and then they when they need to come get milked, they just walk into this machine and it detects yeah. which cow it is, and it knows the shape of the. Their teats. Uh, udders. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It just automatically and it like reconfigures and it hooks up. It's amazing. Sh- sucks right? all the juice out and then goes on <laughs> and then the technology. cow walks away and yeah. There were some it's awards nuts. in in a in a you know, in a display case 
oh, I'm trying to remember the numbers. And I believe this this one award winning cow was producing twenty thousand pounds of milk a year. So that's there's about eight twenty eight pounds in a pounds. gallon. The pints of pounds so are it's like, around. <laughs> that's how much you know. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, it's about eight pounds yeah. in a gallon. <laughs> Right, so it should be what twenty five hundred gallons of milk a year. Uh, so twenty five hundred divided by three sixty five. So about you know six or seven gallons a day. Seems like a lot, but cows are pretty big. Yeah, but they also eat like a ton, right? So all they eat, just hay. How do you turn hay into milk? Oh, dude, I don't know. You'd think, and here's a technology. Can we talk more about technology? Yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, it's dad stuff, but okay. If we can make a machine, well, these are all like, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's how this started. Because I said, you know, when we were a kid and you asked a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? And everyone would say astronaut. Like, there weren't a lot of positions to fill, but I'm like, we got to send a truckload of people off this planet before we destroy it. Before we destroy it. Destroy it, not destroy it. Uh, that was the basis of that whole conversation. Mm. So a lot of you can be astronauts. But um, if we can, if we have a technology to detect viruses in the air, why don't we have technologies to turn hay into milk, water into wine? Oh, you mean like the old lead into gold thing? Lead into gold. Yeah. Like, why can't we start emulating the insides of animals? I mean, we're pretty close. Well, we're doing it with the we're beef. Pretty, right? we're, well, trying, we're trying to grow beef in a lab. Sort of, yeah. And we're pretty close with. I mean, we can make kind of make diamonds, right? But yeah, a lot of carbon a, under pressure. No big deal. That's pretty alchemy. simple. I, they're not called diamonds. They're called something else, though. Dimelets? No, they're called. I feel like it starts with an F. Um, fake diamond. Um, <laughs> Synthetic. Uh, I'm never gonna remember. Um, I, you know, I think there's parts of the like biology that we just don't can't do. We can't replicate. We just don't understand enough well enough. I know. We I mean, get there. We have, there's a careers. So we got to get the kids interested in. Right, right? back to Corbett. Right. That's remember when we went to that dairy farm? You saw all those cows being abused and pooping on a treadmill. Yeah. Remember when people were uh, using fomites on their groceries? Like. <laughs> Right, like there's stuff we don't understand, and also like we make soy milk and almond milk and all these other. We do make other kinds of similar milk, right? Yeah, but yeah, you know we can't we can't take the molecules from milk and turn it into milk. Like I know what you're saying. Once we do that, then why we're gonna, not? I mean, we just need one of those replicator then gonna, yeah, machines. Yeah, then we're gonna have. We, that's what you're saying. Then we're gonna have. Well, it's gonna be the fifth <laughs> element. What do you want for dinner tonight? All the steak and all of the. You know, oh, chicken cordon bleu, boom, boom, and it, all the molecules are reconfigured and heated up, and it's going to be weird, man. I don't know. Synthetic foods Yeah, and stuff. they could even be hot. They just form all wiggling and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's going to be. Why can't we do that? What's stopping us? I don't think we know how to m- put the molecules in the right order at the right time. The- hmm. Got to get the kids moving on this. They really need to handle these things. <laughs> But then you still have to get the molecules, right? I don't know, man. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just get some carbon. Yeah, where do you get them from? Some I mean, carbon. anything. It's in yeah. the air, well, right? No, All that just, stuff's in you, the air. What do you? What are the the elements that you need to combine? Like, do you need? Can you? Well, I mean, we're all just a uh, uh, stardust, right? We're basically all pieces of an exploded star. 
Uh, it's not what, that's it's not part what of you your think, maybe. Exploded <laughs> stock? What? All right. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the core elements that were created after the Big Bang uh, don't comprise what exists today. The elements, the heavier metals and everything like that, uh, the, the, the stuff that exists today came from stars that formed later. Uh, so, like, we... Yeah, I gotta look this up because I'm probably saying it wrong. So this is what you believe that a star we blew up and are, now it became into us. This we all came from exploded stars. Yeah, essentially. This is this is, and you think what I believe is? Are we really all made of stars? Believe life science. Blah blah that. blah. The theory of everyone and everything on Earth contains minuscule star particles dates back further than Moby's popular blah 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 in the early 1980s astronomer Carl Sagan hosted a narrative 13 part television series called Cosmo- Cosmos that aired on PBS we are away for the yeah let me get on yeah sums up the fact that carb yeah carbon nitrogen and oxygen atoms in our bodies as well as atoms of all other heavy elements were created in previous generations of stars over four and a half billion years ago mm. because humans and every other animal as well as well as most of the matter on Earth contain these elements, we are literally made of star stuff. Because carbon, nitrogen, oxygen atoms didn't exist before stars formed. If that makes sense. How uh, star stuff got to Earth. Yeah, I mean... When <laughs> it... A star has exhausted its supply of hydrogen, it can die yeah, in a violent reading web pages at me. I, I know. Well, I think we've jumped the cool. shark on cool this stuff. one. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to. Why should have to change your? No, but I maybe. I mean, beliefs or anything. <laughs> All right. What uh? What else is going on? How's the family? How are the kids? What are they doing? Uh, sleeping right now. How's the um, lady friends? Um. Yeah, we're off that subject no, for the time right. being. No, no more, no more subject. Uh. No, it's all good, but uh, I, I, it's 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 boring time. How about, how about summer? Hand. We we talked about this dinner. We never like got. Uh-huh. What about your summer vacation? Like, are you taking a summer vacation with your family? Yeah, that's a good question. So mostly, I'm sending them to camp and taking my own vacation. So. Are we? I mean, we will. The, the vacation we always take is just down to visit. My in-laws. That's that's our typical trip. So yeah, we'll have a vacation, and then we do some weekend trips. Uh, Okay, so you're not taking like a big family blockbuster blowout. Well, I guess our family beach trip is down. I guess you do. Yeah, I mean, so you have a that's a little different. You have a. I mean, it's not different, but that that counts for sure. But you just have a. Yeah. Yeah, you have a pretty much set. We were going to gonna. We were planning on going to Spain this summer. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's like falling apart day by day, more and well, more. Well, yeah. How long do we give it? Do you roll the dice? Well, I didn't even. I mean, it was falling apart even before war in Europe broke out. Like we were just having our hearts not in it, and I'm thinking that mm. I pretty much talked myself right out of it. Like we need to. Well. So Maybe what's the, the alternative? I mean, am I really going to take my family to Spain if I'm not, like, that interested in going? I, I think I'd yeah, be, like, know, super right? fired up. When we were asked, it was with my daughter's soccer team, and everybody was like, yeah, let's do this. It's going to be awesome. 
And then it just kind of petered out. And I don't know if it's going to like get all ramped up again as soccer season picks up or, and then I'm going to be all regretting this in June or July, or I'm going to be like, Oh, thank goodness we didn't plan buy those plane tickets or so I just don't know. So now it's like it's too much up in the air that I'm thinking that maybe we need to have a little more, uh, not mundane. What is the word I'm looking for? Simple or a little more predictable. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I mean, the beach is always a popular trope. Yeah, it is. And we always go there. So, so I'm always like, maybe we can find a different beach. That's, you yeah, know. Why, why mess with a good thing? Well, cause there's a big My world table, out there. Works. There it is. And there I tried to, I, t- I've tried, it's funny cause I've been talking to my son and, you know, he is now a freshman. So he has, I didn't really get this, but he Not has very many years, three yeah. more February breaks in his life, you know, like, <laughs> well, and then there's spring. Well, spring break. Co- yeah. And I was college, but like, and he doesn't even tell you about those. He was happen. just miserable all week. I can never get to do what I want and blah, blah, blah. You know, I didn't get to do this. I'm like, you got to go skiing with your friend in New Hampshire. Then you got to go hang out in Boston for a day. And then we changed all our plans around and back. And then he's just kind of, you know, and I'm, I get it, Jay. Like, it's not the most fun thing to go hang out with just your family and go see grandma and grandpa and stuff. But like, we got to do mm. some of this stuff. So anyways, you know, I'm like, like, what would you want to do? You know, we're on chairlifts and stuff. Like, what do you want to do? Like, what, is there anything in the world you want to see? And I, I mean, I was like anything. You, I'm you like say? video game museum to like, Nothing. Like I, I was like, do you want to go see like an F one race? You know, he's kind of into cars and stuff. And like, do yeah. you do you want to like anything? Like, you want? I said, do you want to go to Monaco and see an F one race? I don't know. Like, he didn't. He has no answer. And then we talked about it at dinner about camps this summer. And I'm like, do you want to go to camp? Like, do you want to? Ever-? He's already got a scout camp week, and then he's going on this main adventure for like ten days. So he he's got a good solid full two plus weeks where he's going to go do a lot of outdoor stuff. So I don't want to like super book him up, but I'm like, if you want to do like a more like a photography camp or a video game, like esports camp, like I'm trying to, (laughs) as much as I complain about the video games, I'm like trying to help connect with them a little bit and give him some options. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you want to go learn how to code video games, you know, or like photography showed an interest in photography or do you want to, I don't know. I don't know. So it's like, I feel some, you know. Yeah, they complain at both ends. That's the real trouble. They yes. don't know what they want. They can't tell you. You set up some things you think are fun, and then they hate it, even though they're amazing. Yeah, you know. And it's like, um, oh, man, if I could have that opportunity. The best time, I'll tell you, we, we went on the ski trip, right? Yeah. And I think, I think the most fun, in fact, I asked them. I said, what was the best part about the ski trip? Can you guess what it was? Best part of the ski trip? It was in the video, so you have. Oh, hints. oh, I, uh, hmm. But <laughs> wasn't the heated tri- heated chairlift? Was it? <laughs> no, there was a heated chairlift. Uh... Best part. So we we did a number of things. We we stayed in a house with two other families, so the kids got to hang out. We played some games. You know, we had meals. Like that was all fun. We mm. got to hang out. The boys all slept in the same room. It stank horribly oh, in there. Oh, so awful. <laughs> uh, the best part of the trip was the puddle that we found. Oh, that jeez, really? They had they had the most fun with that puddle. Uh, we kept taking this one lift back up the hills, like a short lift. We'd take the lift up. We'd blast through that puddle again, spray water everywhere. Huh. Take the lift up, blast through the puddle, spray water everywhere. Go down the rest of the hill, like 
through this little windy trail. That was their favorite part. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. You find something you like, you do it over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Hmm. And it was kind of my favorite part, too. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, but this is sort of what I like. You got to go try different stuff, right? Like, that's. I don't know, man. The beach is cool, right? The same going to the same beach is kind of cool. You have your you have your uh, traditions and your routines, and you're like, okay, I know this, you know this. We enjoyed this. We did it. You know, we'll do it again. But then it's also like, like I said, there's a big world out there. Maybe we can go see something different, something you know you've never seen before. What do you think about yeah, that? Go to, a, go to a dairy farm museum, and <laughs> well, I was like. Um, Maybe you want to go like learn how to scuba dive, or you know, I don't know, man. It's like, no, I think, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not gonna say my my life was limited as a teen, but like the opportunities, like if nobody nobody ever asked me when I was a kid, like if you could do anything you wanted for a week, what would it be? I don't know that I would have had an answer. I probably yeah, I think have, you but. need more mental prep for some of those things. Like I, I think I understand where you're coming from, and I think you need. I'm leaning a little more towards like a lower percentage of those one-offs. Like I think they need a pretty high percentage of the repetitive things because mm. uh, school is such a big drain as well. That's that's they're yeah. getting a variety of things thrown at them. But summer, they want to wind down a little bit. So summer, absolutely. Beach days, sandcastles. You can mix it up at the beach. Let's, I brought this whatever football. But, you know, spring a little – computer camp on them or whatever you want and uh it's just not the whole summer it's like a short deal yeah i know Uh, and i get like he's i know he's at the stage in his life where he's like i want to like hang out with my friends more than my family and i'm like Uh that i get i don't you know i don't really like i don't i feel you know a little sad about it but uh but i get it i know it's normal and it's just like but yet we still have to do some stuff as a family right so we have to I don't know. Yeah, you just start having, oh, there's so many updates. We'll have to do the next show. Yeah. I didn't mention the sleepover. Uh, so there were some updates there. <laughs> but it's getting late. We're running long. It is. All right. Well, we need to get back on a, on a, on a good on a good uh, roll here. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we will. I don't, I don't think we have any I don't know, breaks coming up for a while. So I don't know. We'll see you next week. Cue the music. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search dadsbeingdadspodcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.